Hello and welcome to another episode of Word Spoken. I'm your host, Henry. Thank you for tuning in. This is the 13th episode uh, in the series. Um, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this one because we've got Jamie Merrick coming on to the show. Um, a really, really funny poet. Um, as you can tell from the title he uh, chose, um, he's got a lot of humor and wit in his work. Um, and yeah, we have a really lovely conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, really grateful that he came down. Um, before I tell you a little bit about Jamie, um, there's something I feel like I could plug for him a little bit. So um, on March the 3rd um, at Folklore on London Road, he's going to be uh, hosting a night called Word of Mouth. Um, so if you are free, make sure you come down to that um, because it will be a really, really great night. Um, and yeah, as you will hear from the poetry that you're uh, about to hear on the podcast, um, the, the energy that this guy has is infectious. So that night's going to be really, really great. Make sure you're down there if you can get there. Um, so Jamie essentially uh, likes to say that bleakness is his weakness um he likes to paint pictures with words of very dreary english gray uh scenes and turn it into something that's kind of funny and witty and beautiful and um that's kind of what he does with his work and uh he's very it's just really great to listen to so yeah you guys are really gonna enjoy this um and as i said yeah grateful that he came down um the three poems we get to hear from him this week are love carousel isle of white and then finally the igtv and also youtube one is live laugh love um as i said all three of his poems uh you're about to hear have a real personality have a real vigor and grit um uh, i'm just saying words now but it is it is true he really does emulate uh a kind of Britishness uh, in his work um, and it's really engaging so really grateful we came down so yeah enjoy the first piece you're going to hear it's called Love Carousel Singletons like I are keeping the industry of love alive sat atop our toilet seat swiping on our phone left and right or bloody night until our legs go numb we're a different breed to those in the throes of love forever dreading every wedding we're invited to 21st century chivalry is a like selfie a watch story a cheeking winking emoji and the reality of finding LUV is about as easy as kicking raindrops back into the sky I've looked in pfc brick lane overpriced bags of shit cocaine impret on ket i still cannot find it the love carousel once spinning with lust and arousal has come to a screeching standstill and i'm done with those drab dinner dates dribbling off to a bottomless brunch with some frightfully rude foodie taking photos of her fried eggs and bacon she had a choice between me and a plate of nando's and i won't say what she chose but she had too many zeros in her date of birth and I get along better with mates mothers anyway don't you they think I'm well sweet dating leads to mating but it can be hard collecting STIs like Pokemon cards the dregs I've dragged back back to my bed would fill the seediest bachelor's head with dread days feel long but time is short I'll take a bald man with a Margate tan if he'll have me let's grow old together sunbathe until we sag you can keep me like a goldfish inside your colostomy bag I miss the pet names and mind games of a romantic collaboration. 
I just want a honey to look at me the way anybody ever looks at a dog on the tube. Some company for dinner on London fields. I'll shave my chest, you wear your heels. We'll enjoy ourselves a three-course meal deal. In the definition of desperation, I'm drifting off to a singles night behind Bethnal Green Station. I arrive, eyes like 12-inch vinyl, chat up lines and bags of gack to rack up in the urinal. Singles night, bubbly women, flat beer, it's as full as a narcissist camera roll in here. Each man spritzed in a mist of Lynx Africa, the ultimate aphrodisiac. Wobbly milkshake thighs attract the guys like shit seduces flies. Eyebrows drawn on at seductive angles, alcoholic lipstick and scented cankles. It's the last days of Toys R Us. We're all here, reduced to clear, prepared to traverse a wide spectrum of joy and despair. Viciously sick in Hackney Wick, collapse of the brain in Brick Lane, erectile dysfunction in Dulston Junction. These nights can be frightful. A sea of toothless beauties were doing the Macarena and I knew it was time to leave. Being bereft of affection is an affliction worse than death. So it's no surprise you can see the rain behind our eyes and a forecast of torrential pain on the horizon. For when you're looking for love in the jet black crack of Hackney, you're probably barking up the wrong tree. Jamie, thank you very much for performing that first piece on Word Spoken. Thank you for coming down as well. Thank you for having me. How, how are you doing? I'm you all right. Are. I feel quite fresh today, having not Do done you? anything at all last night. <laughs> um, and it's just nice to be in tooting on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I know. So thank you for inviting me. You're more than welcome. Um, that first piece was uh, super funny. Like I was, so I uh, film all three of the, three of the pieces, and as I was holding the camera there, I was trying, trying my best to not shake the camera because I was giggling to myself. Like I think you did girl. quite a good job. I mean, that is the reaction I would like from people: is some sort of I don't know vibration or shaking, or at least some sort of a yeah, some sort of wobble. So thanks, Henry, again. Your um, your work is really in is really interesting because it's kind of like a monologue almost it's kind of like a thought thought process just mm. going out is that is that um is that the the monologue running in your head all of the time that kind of like genre of content i would suggest yeah i mean just people watching and things like that is one of my favorite pastimes so if you can imagine like that in a narrative forever sort of uh yeah screeling through my mind um that's why i think writing is quite an important um exercise just to get someone onto a page and make it some sort of credible do you know what i mean to then share it with other human beings otherwise like it's you are just staring at people otherwise yeah, yeah exactly it can be a bit disconcerting for strangers but um if they know that it's gonna end in a poem then i think they're a bit nicer about it i <laughs> yeah. still apologize to anyone that i've ever watched for an elon going to the amount of time including you henry oh what well, have you ever you have appeared for me from afar have you as you were wa- making that coffee for me earlier i was, I was just, just drinking in <laughs> the atmosphere of this studio slash actual bedroom in tooting <laughs> you've given away the you've given away the whole thing it's the magic is, gone already the studio remember that the studio yeah in tooting in tooting yeah it's gorgeous yeah, yeah. thank you thank you very um, much so i i have a question when you send over your work mm. uh i noticed that um you basically tend to type it out with some lines being bold some lines being like 
Um, what do you call it when it's to the side? Oh, oh italics. God. When That's they're kind it. of wilting like a wallflower. <laughs> they're called italics. Well, italics, if you want to say it incorrectly. <laughs> but but like you do, you kind of have a very like visual uh, look to your, to the to the poetry when when it's on the page. Yeah. Why why do you do that? Is that so you kind of does that help you perform it? It kind of does actually. So it gives me some sort of a bearing of where I am in the poem, and if I want to, because I mean, because I go quite quickly, um, it usually gives me an indication. <laughs> when I need to slow down mm. uh, even in the poem that we've just heard I mean uh, it gets to a point in the middle where I'm sort of tumbling through these verses <laughs> that, uh, I need to know that at this point I'm about to make maybe a different point so I just slow <laughs> down a little bit so it's helpful although it is an inner language that I mean doesn't it mean anything to you I wouldn't have thought uh, it helps me out it does in a live yeah. setting you um yeah I I uh, can really see that I think it kind of makes sense when you like when you like perform as well actually this is the question I have for you do you find it weird performing <laughs> to one person in a room with a microphone it's quite odd with my kind of stuff because <laughs> usually um I'd like I quite like not desperate for it but a laugh would be nice from an audience Some validation. so to hear yeah to hear absolutely nothing other than watching you wobble. Um, was again an interesting experience but a nice one nonetheless I'm just in a bloke's bedroom reciting a poem about love brilliant on a, on a dreary afternoon on a dreary afternoon on a Sunday at 1pm oh. in Tooting um, that is that's you know that's love though isn't it that is mm. that is um, I have another question. How long have you been doing spoken word? God, I'm a fairly newcomer, to be honest. Oh, yeah. So I think it's been building up for a long, long while. So throughout my 20s, I've more or less been in failed um, relationships. We all have. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I've written a lot of words on pages. So I have bitten notebooks that are piling up in my little canal side flat, which most of them just go into little sock drawers and don't see the light of day. So to be fair, although I've been only doing it for a couple of years now, I think I've got a lot of material that I, I need to sort of get through through and a lot of stuff to say which some of it's meaningful some of that some of it is a is less so (laughs) do you when you so you write a lot then right so you have like a lot of uh page poetry head in the way so what how do you get it to a point where you're like okay this is finished and Mm. i want to perform it now that's a really good point i think that is the struggle the perpetual struggle is when is something actually finished um but if i get a topic in mind so say i want to write about the isle of Wight, which is what (laughs) i tend to write about i mean write about what you know you know so isle of Wight, faded love and sticky nightclubs those are the things i kind of know about (laughs) um and yeah um so really i don't know I kind of get as many of those ideas onto pages as I can sort of you know maybe consecutive pages if there's a three page poem I've probably written about I don't know like 18 pages of words do you know what I mean it was surely right. the writing for you as well just mm. you mainly just have to sit at the table and just write words and then you get into some sort of flow and inspirational state yeah um so a lot of it is cack but some of it which isn't is less cack makes it to the poem so in answer to your question Henry that is when the poem is finished <laughs> yeah no, it's um yeah. Do you do you, do you as well? Um, we kind of said just before we started recording the podcast is mm. you almost so you you tend to read your stuff when you when you like perform, but you also kind of said that it um is almost you like to make the page a part of your 
performance. Yeah, I think so. Um, and wh- where, like, have, have, did that kind of naturally come? Is that just something that... Uh... I think that's mainly down to my piss-poor memory. Is it? And the fact that I just can't remember the words. So I'm, I don't really... I've got a bit of a thing about people looking at their phone when they're performing a piece to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> to an audience. Um, there's something about that glare on their face as they're performing to us. I think, just get a bit of A4 paper or three and just, you know, use that. It's because it's a bit more physical, isn't it? You can just sort of whip it around like a, like a, I don't know, like a bouquet of roses or something. <laughs> no, I mean, you are right. There is something a little bit like, I don't know, a bit, a bit soulless, a bit kind of like new age and like, mm. nah, this isn't what it's supposed to be when someone is u- using their phone for some reason. Yeah, there's it? something about it. I don't know, the connotations <laughs> of actually using a bit of technology for this uh, ancient art that is poetry. <laughs> no, the literal reason is just I have a shit memory and I have to have bits of paper. Yeah. Also, if I had a phone... It would. I'd get a text through halfway through, and it would sort of, you know what I mean. There'd be yeah. a little booty call that comes up on my thing, and I'd just swipe it away. Or it, it would do that thing, you know, when the thing, the phone turns, and then the text turns with it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. All these different foibles, and I need to have some sort of like boom, <laughs> bit of a permanent. Or like text. often people kind of get up and they're like, oh, I didn't know I was going to come on, and then the first minute is mm. them trying to find... scrolling through to find their poem. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. A lot. Whereas I go, okay, well, I've got a bit of paper in my pocket. This is probably the thing I'm going to recite tonight. <laughs> I know there it is. Um, so you said you've been doing this a couple of years. Mm. When was the f- uh, what night was the first time that you performed that, and which poem did you do? Oh God, so it must have been um, uh, spoken word London at VFD in Dalston. Like an amazing night in general. Mm. Um, and yeah, I did a poem about my old love on there. And to be fair, just because I wanted to do something like kind of Leonard Cohen y, do you know what I mean? Something like Morrissey may have written. And it was neither of those things. It was Ernest Peace, which uh, is uh, something I will never, ever, ever read again because it belonged to you know, a certain time and a certain way that I was. Um, and it went down yeah, fairly lukewarm. <laughs> the only bit that was kind of nice was like an aside I did of going, because I was like describing the sexual activity I was having with this person. Mm. Um, and it was just fairly disgusting. I realised for people to listen to that, do you know what I mean? Like sweaty bodies writhing across each other. Like my, you know, my slug plugged into her snub, snug hub or something, <laughs> which wasn't one of the verses, but it should have been. And uh, yeah, and then me going, oh, that sounds disgusting. And then everyone laughing. That was the only bit where I thought, oh, that's actually quite a nice reaction. Whereas <laughs> yeah. the rest was just fairly uh, dreary. We um, We had this chat the <laughs> night that we met. We were like... You know, sometimes at a night, you know, uh, a lot of the content could be quite heavy and like mm. a bit deep. And sometimes a good old poem about a cock mm. is, is is really well placed. Yeah, it really is. That's <laughs> why yours was so well placed for me that night. I was waiting for someone else to be doing a poem about cocks. And um, unfortunately, yeah, there was two of us that night. But I like, I always felt, do you, I'm not, I'm not sure whether you for this as well, but before you go up right and let's say there's been someone that's been quite intense or maybe they've mm. they've shared something very very personal and the kind of the rooms the like room has been very quiet and it's kind of people have been like a very like attentive yeah and then you're next <laughs> right do you ever get that do you do you, do you feel a bit nervous like oh shit is this no is this i gonna work you know i like that oh you relish it yeah that? i really like that if you know because often they'll go okay you're, you're gonna go on third this person's second if the person before me has done sort of again a beautiful piece maybe but like a downbeat piece mm. 
um, I think that my uh, stuff is probably quite well placed at that point to then drag people up from the gutter and send them to the stars or, I don't know, to another bit of the gutter. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a happier, funner bit of the gutter. That's why, for instance, I wouldn't want to be after someone like yourself. Because I almost think well, I, like, that I would get the, uh, the idea that laughter of an audience is almost like finite and that if everyone laughs at your stuff it's just going to be everyone's going to be drained of laughs <laughs> i sound really pathetic like i'm a whore for laughter and approval well, and i think yeah. that's true I well think that's true that's my that's why it must be weird just performing just just to me in the room that that's was. why i was trying to like show you that i was giggling. that's why you were vibrating i also was giggling though so you know <laughs> yeah. you, you do you do have um a very funny... you try very hard to make me feel comfortable I so was. thank you i was trying to validate you you needed it i like could see you reaching <laughs> you out you could see it. it yeah you could see it and there's yeah a certain desperation isn't there yeah to, uh, i don't know no there is i just I think it's like it. a poetry thing isn't it we just bleed openness and suddenly when it's not receptive it's like mm. am i okay is it, what is it is it where i'm dressed is it my chest hair that's bulging out of my body right now <laughs> um, which i know phased you as i walked in really oh i did mm. caught my eye i did <laughs> <laughs> um what is your favorite poetry night that you've gone to so you mentioned spoken word london but yeah is, that one's incredible is it yeah like for anyone that wants to start again i've encouraged people who were there and they're just watching and i go oh are you going to do something tonight and they say no and i think well why not i mean genuinely it's going to be well received whatever you do do you know what i mean everyone's going to clap you're guaranteed to get a round of applause going on and off <laughs> which is quite nice um and yeah just i don't know just share your words so that one is fantastic chocolate poetry night in yeah. camden yeah. is amazing i just yeah. love that kind of raucous 80s stand-up comedy audience atmosphere where everyone is yelping and cheering and clicking their fingers yeah. uh, as respect to the performers. So that one's incredible. And um, yeah, they've, there's, there's they've, no... they've just started doing that twice a month now. They have. They're doing and it in Clapham. The day oh. this podcast is going to be out mm. is the day that it's going to be in Clapham. So oh, if you're really? listening to this on the Monday morning, head down to Chocolate Poach Club that yeah. evening. Definitely. Are you going to be there? I'm not going to be there because no. it's outside of my East London radius. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, yeah. although the Camden one I go to, which isn't too far. <laughs> what is it? It's in Clapham, isn't it? It's in Clapham, Which yeah. sounds like a long way to go when they're well, going to do one in Camden later are, in the month. So I'll go that, to that is one. true. Yeah, that is true. You are now in Tooting, though. So you're coming to, I am new, here in Tooting. coming to new parts of this beautiful city. Yeah, you're right. I came out of it and I looked at it and I thought, this is a place I have never been to in London <laughs> and I can see why. <laughs> Um, okay, so tell us a little bit about your second piece that you're going to perform. Right, that is, are you always just call it the Isle of Wight poem, mm. but it's called Down the Isle, which is, you know, a fun play on words, I think. Um, uh, it's definitely my favourite poem I've ever done, purely because since I've been in London, which has now been for 10 years, there's, I feel a much more love and affinity, although it's not expressed in the poem, towards the Isle of Wight and really? just my hometown in general. So it's kind of like gentle ribbing throughout the poem. But um, I don't know, there's something about it. I just uh, Bleak beauty. Bleakness is my weakness, I will say. And there's something about the Isle of Wight where it's so kind of drab and slow and grey. There's kind of carpet worlds and sports directs, disused old discos, bowling alleys. And I don't know, I find that perpetually interesting um so yeah that's what the isle of Wight is yeah so do you do you do you feel like uh so you've lived in london for 10 years Mm. so when you first came to london what was that like then as a as a kind of contrast like what did you make of the place i mean i just found it again just a sort of well of excitement and inspiration um you get to i was 19 20 when i left the isle of 
shite <laughs> um and you're just overgrown at that point you know you're going to nightclubs and go walking home alone and you're thinking is this really what life is about so to come to london and actually i don't know just feel some sort of life which was a uh, which was lacking before i really enjoyed it and i still enjoy it to this day <laughs> that's what i was saying seeing new parts of it tooting oh it's gorgeous yeah, the best parts i feel inspired it reminds me of the olive white actually <laughs> <laughs> look well uh on that note we are gonna hear jamie's second piece um and it is called down the aisle escape to the land of picturesque villages sultry sunsets and silken sandy beaches swoon as the sun sinks into the sea like a biscuit dipped into a tea discover the isle of Wight, a sunny place for shady people there's something odd happening down there People ain't born proper. Windy promenades selling saucy postcards. Fun runs featuring substitute teachers dressed as Disney characters. Where the prize for winning the race is a polished pint glass in the face. This seaside town will drag you down. From the bungalow to the bingo, there's never not a sports direct liquidation sale on. And the nightlife is lit. Lads and birds are up for it. They do anything except you, little introspective poet. One shite nightclub open to three is not worth the free entrance fee the streets are paved with mold and your brother continues to mess the bed at 28 years old we're gonna get him all the help he needs just don't for the love of fuck let him breed how long do you have to wait before it's too late to start living a brush of fresh air would do you good in this frowning seaside town where the fun fairs are unfun and unfair and multi-pat lagers not to be sold separately are sold separately oh Isle of Wight, face down you float like a corpse in a sea of salty misery forgotten by most maps and most people's memory, dreams homes are packaged with trudging cabbages and shrugging marriages husbands despise their wives for corrupting their lives while quarrels erupt with sharpened knives inbreeding is more popular than book reading, with curtain twitching, bitching, self-harming and pig farming, also pretty prevalent. Adolescent mams with no knowledge of the pill, per second amprams up a Sisyphean hill, and thank Christ for Instagram. Alana prolapses her lips into a pinkish pout and snaps an unhealthy amount of selfies. This little picky goes out to my cheeky followers. Felt cute, might delete later. Everything is stagnant, but nothing dies. Tinder sometimes works. Hi, I'm just Jamie, Libra Scorpio Cuspy, I enjoy laughing and I like my women bubbly. There's a phone party near the estate if you want to go. X is sex and excess, WKD blue, plastic phones with polyphonic ringtones, bland one night stands above disused poundlands. Sometimes you're better off seducing your own right hand. We pray to God, but God hasn't answered our prayers, hasn't returned our calls, hasn't replied to the messages in the group chat. Even God is ghosting us two blue ticks and no text back nothing is worse than that lads with smug mugs passed down from their dads trot the high streets berating referees on screens in their counterfeit jeremy clarkson jeans vips in their own heads living like oaps in their old beds my darling hometown it's hard to hatch in this squalid little patch as the allure of the grave gets stronger fresh fruit is well avoided for fear of living longer the wine 
winding country roads may hug you, but the tracksuit bottom brutes will mug you. You need something vital to unplug you from this derivative narrative. You've left school with more STDs than GCSEs, and your girlfriend is spending your pension on lip injections. She'll take what she needs and will not bless you when you sneeze. Is this really what you bounced out the womb for? Having that haircut is bad for your health, and your doctor's advice is that you go fuck yourself. Eat some fruit and do them a favour. Check your own prostate or ask a neighbour. Stuck, stuck, stuck in the gusset of life. And I love you, Isle of Wight, but you weren't born right. Hey, Jamie, thank you so much for uh, performing that second piece. I think that was a piece that you performed the night that I met you. Am I right? Um, it wasn't, actually. <laughs> completely no. wrong. Um, no, you're not completely wrong. I just happened to... Uh, I've just seen it before. Maybe I've seen it online. Is I've it seen, online? I've done it, yeah, I've done it online done it a online. fair few times. I yes. just talk about the Isle of Wight in every poem now, so they kind of blend into one, frankly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that because that was, um, yeah, that was really Jeez. great. You definitely have a way of painting a picture with words, which is really great to hear. Even if it's a um, vulgar picture. Even if it's a vulgar picture. There's some really great lines in this. Like, I, I, I felt weird, like, reading them out and quoting them, but, oh like, God, some please. of them are so good. I'm just trying to, like, Just go for all the shit, pass the no, shit ones. No, what was the STIs? You've got more STIs than GCSEs or something. Um, STDs yeah. and GCSEs. STDs and GCSEs, yeah. Fact. <laughs> It might be only uh, truthful to me, that, but um, autobiographical, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, so my question is, mm. at what age did you start writing? Like, when did you realise you had this way with words? I, I probably have been writing since I was about 18, 19, but okay. literally just jotting things in books, because I've been like a massive reader since then. Um, and whoever reads books, you kind of think that you're a writer, or at least can be one, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and then like, sort of, yeah, well, 17, 18, I got into the Smiths, and Morrissey in particular, mm. and because he remains, even, you know, these days, as my favourite kind of writer and artist, um, I kind of just wanted to be like him, really. So do you know what I mean? When you're just stuck indoors in some small town, um, writing words onto a page. So for, to kind of emulate Morrissey himself, yeah. I've just done that throughout my life, for, yeah. certainly throughout my 20s, and I've only recently started sharing it. <laughs> So that's what happens. That's how long it takes me to actually get something from the page to the stage. Yeah. Do you, do you read much poetry or, do you, or, or are you reading like novels and stuff? I've got a bit of a love-hate thing with poetry in general. Just that, um, I mean, I love people like Sylvia Plath. Um, mm -hmm. I obviously really like people like John Cooper Clark, who's a lot similar to me as far as a performance poet. Yeah. But um, I find with performance poetry, you need some sort of immediacy um, I think people, you know, people kind of need to know what you're talking about pretty much on the night. You need to be able to say something and people go, boom, okay, I understand that and I can feel that. Whereas with gorgeous people like um, Sylvia Plath, uh, she, they're amazing to read uh, at home, but you almost need to like have some sort of accompanying uh, book with it of hers to kind of decode a lot of the things she's saying, which again is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but that's something I'm not very good at writing. So I kind of have to write stds with gcses you go oh, okay yeah i know exactly what you're talking about no i mean i guess there's two kind of ways to 
do that really but the one one thing i will say is when i was reading through your work it actually reads really really well right. I, I i i like thought because i'd seen you perform that um you know your work would maybe only work in a mm. live setting but i really don't think that that is the case do, have you ever thought of putting together a book yeah i have you have. And do think that will happen very yes. very soon in fact at this point because there's lots of things that i write much of what i write isn't i think fit for the stage but would be good to like read you know in, in some sort of i don't know anthology or a penguin classic <laughs> if we can aim for that straight away as a first publication why why, why is it not worthy for the stage just in, like content or no content is fine, like good you know we're still talking about loss of love or yeah. lack of love um and things like that but i don't know there's just it wouldn't be that entertaining you know some things are just better read and some things are better performed yeah um yeah. and lots of what i write is probably you know as good read but like yeah i just don't really share it maybe i should <laughs> maybe i should no i mean it makes sense um and yeah i i personally think you should definitely put a book together yeah everyone um, says that as well thinking, because you have some nice isla white images on yeah there. i could do some drawings i could have some yeah. selfies on there as well do you uh draw as well i do yeah do yeah yeah, what, I mean, my notebook here is just kind of just scribblings. I mainly draw myself or Morrissey, or if I'm going <laughs> seeing a girl at any point, it will be mainly her. Yeah, but because I'm not very good at drawing women, uh, they came out some sort of crooked creatures. It's quite <laughs> offensive. <you know? laughs> I went uh, life drawing for the first time. Did you the other week? I'm crap. Are you shit? Yeah, I'm really shit. Do you, I did you go, did you get did you go to art classes at school? Oh yeah, but I could cut like something out and put it down with Pritt stick, sugar paper, and glitter. Much. <laughs> Have you got any evidence of this? Do you know, what, do you know, nice what, do you know what I do? Go on. Do you know, <laughs> we can use show you five it. words. We right. can uh, share. They're this. really you're 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 gonna love this. <laughs> Honestly, they're so good. This isn't gonna be like. Oh my god! Oh Christ! It's like. So why That's, don't you like paint paint the picture that you're so, seeing? So I mean, it's kind of uh, it's a black and white chalk. <laughs> oh God! It looks like someone it's in a bad, cell yeah. has done it with their <laughs> foot. Uh, it looks like it's trying to be a person. Yeah. I think there's an ass in there. Yeah, that one looks like you know what? You've coughed up some black ink onto I'm, a page. I'm certainly no artist. You've proved it's, it, um, Henry. So I just stick to the words. Will yeah. You? Do you do you go life drawing? Have you done that? A I've never times? done life drawing. Like I say, if I'm sat with a girl, yeah. and they'll go, you know what, Jamie, draw me, <laughs> draw me like your French paint girls, yeah. or paint me well, whatever the references. Um, I'll try my absolute hardest, and it always comes out really bad. It? Yeah, and they get upset. Yeah. So I've tended to just avoid that entirely and just draw <laughs> Morrissey. Yeah. If he ever asks me to draw him, which mm. I hope he will very, very soon before he kicks the bucket, um, then I'll be excellent. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I have another question. That's, that is kind of the format of this. I would have thought so. I, mean, I have I, I just like the fact, yeah, you go, you I've got a question. Because I've, I've never heard Louis Theroux say Miss. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I start raising I've got my a hand. question. I go, well, hold on. No, I'm talking now. <laughs> oh, go on. What's your question? <laughs> my question. Wait, I can't remember what, what, what my question was. Oh, Christ. No, I can. Oh, God. Um, oh, yes. You uh, mentioned a couple of poets there that you mm -hmm. really, really, really like. Have you met them? Are they, uh, is there someone you've met on the scene or not? No. What I mean when I mentioned John Cooper Clark yeah. and Sylvia Plath, well, I mean, yeah. one of them's dead, obviously, yeah, yeah, and one yeah. of them's very old and not, <laughs> doesn't dwell in Dalston nightclubs. So, no, I did, but a lot of the poem, poem, poets I do meet around the circuit are very inspirational to me as yeah. well. And I was going to say who? So who? Oh, like, have God. you met on the scene which you really like? Oh, there's too, there's too many. Yeah, I think there's too many, and I probably. Oh God, I really love. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god there are too many actually yeah. i don't think i can even narrow it down no this is really bad because if i mention two then i know i'm going to see them at like chocolate poetry in a couple of weeks and there's going to be the third one which i didn't mention <laughs> and it is also them i don't know who are your favorites around the scene right now oh i mean most of the people that i get on my show really that's kind yeah. of that's kind of the like perk that i have with this i just yeah. to pick people i like and be like do you want to come and sit on my uh bedside table bedside and read table. poems to me yeah, I mean, when I came in, I sat on the bed at first. Yeah. You were like, no, I've got this little stool for you with a cushion on it. <laughs> Sit there, please. I thought, oh, all right. <laughs> a bit formal, but... Um, that is, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> that's just kind of how... how Sorry about, yeah, I can't answer that because there's just too many poets. I, everyone I perform with, I'm somewhat inspired by. Yeah. There's my cop-out answer to that. <laughs> Um, I have another. Uh, I have another question. I've got a question. I, I've got to stop saying that. Don't no, I? Don't, I That's like a it. weird interview technique. That Louis Threw did not not do that, does he? I like it. Yeah, because I wouldn't have known it was a question otherwise. No. Do you, do you do you do you watch a lot of TV? I feel like you don't. No, I'm very. I can't. I'm, again, some sort of like attention deficit disorder. I can't really, really? sit down and watch something. If I'm going to watch anything, it will be the office for the millionth time right the uk office can of I course just clarify? of course yeah. right okay there's a big difference between the uk one and, the oh, US yeah, one. and it and it and it annoys me yeah no i think it's fun when people think the us one is uh superior to it i just think that's really cute <laughs> that they think that um because you know you know when someone's wrong and it's just nice to see just, them believe in something so uh, and there's also no you you have no interest in trying to prove them wrong because it's it's no. they're just that's you that's know, fine. Yeah, that's you can fine. live like that. That's not yeah. a problem. But as far as your yeah, influences are concerned, I mean, yeah. The Office, as far as my life, it may sound pathetic, is as up there with the Smiths. <laughs> so The Office and The Smiths, again, I think it bleeds into like, you know, my Isle of White poems and all my poetry, probably. Again, that sort of beauty and bleakness. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of, you know, so I think it's very English. It's very mundane. But I think you can make something sort of beautiful by elevating the sort of mundanity of Sports Direct yeah. or sh- supermarkets or yeah. shopping trolleys uh, and, you know, intertwine that with like a love story. And it's just gorgeous. And it's, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, you're right. It's uh, the UK office is i think the most quotable thing mm. in the world oh my god yeah well exactly i don't know where my sense of humor starts and that ends, ends or yeah. the other way around it's like a bit of a crossover yeah i was watching do you do you, do you ever watch the outtakes from it uh, of course they are incredible to watch gervais just crack up oh uh, and not be able god. to finish a take is my favorite <laughs> thing in the world it's yeah no it's incredible he is um he is yeah no it's I'm glad so, to find another person. See, that's when you know you can get along with a person if they like the like UK it. office. Yes. Because, no. yeah, you're right. It's the most quotable thing in the world. So much <laughs> so that I'd quote it every single minute of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, time is flying by, you know. Is I it? Think. Yeah. Uh, and I want to give us a little like preamble to the, your third and final piece, oh, yeah. which, which is going to be up one? on IGTV and also up on YouTube. Uh, so everyone can see your beautiful face. As is it looking well as all right today? Face? Well, it's all right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, I didn't go out last night because I'm a professional because I had this in mind. <laughs> you were out in Tooting Broadway having a laugh. So, um, so yeah, what is the kind of preamble to this final piece you're going to Well, do? I, I decimated the Isle of Wight just previously. You and did. like I say, I've been in uh, London now for 10 years. So I thought it's about time that I decimated London as well. Um, again, I'm fully inspired by this smoggy city. And uh, because I love it, I decided to take the piss out of it through verse. Yes. Um, and I can't actually remember the name of it where is it well what is it it's called Live Laugh Love Live Laugh Love three words you couldn't even remember it sounds like that film what's that film does it Live Laugh 
eat, pray, love. Oh, no. does it say? It yes, does, it sounds exactly sound like, like that. that. That's just. I three mean, there's words. one of the words is in that. Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very similar. You're not eating or praying. No, it's like yeah. <laughs> well, I eat and pray. I ate today, and I prayed that this would go well, and um, I was wrong. So. Lovely. Well, look, um, I am so excited to hear this piece. Uh, so yeah, make sure that you check out uh, this poem. It's going to be up on IGTV and YouTube. Um, it's going to be worth a watch. Uh, yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for sharing it, and uh, we're going to jump into your third and final piece so this is live laugh love by jamie live well laugh much love often was my mum's advice as i left home for london she ruffled my hair and gave me a kiss i'll call you every night mother i promise off to the drizzly city with a vitamin d deficiency a fruit bowl of all colors shapes and sizes and traditional fish and chips at irrational london prices home of the woke and broke depressed well-dressed gay and proud spray tanned and well endowed the only crevice in britain where Freaks like us just about fit in. Fresh from leaving a school, which Ofsted said was backward and inbred. I arrived with my Shrek lunchbox and my favourite t-shirt from Oxfam. It read, I'm not as think as you drunk I am. Months pass in a flash. There's not a drug dealer or dry cleaner who I don't owe some fucking cash. How am I meant to help pay off my landlord's mortgage when I'm on zero hours minimum wage? Live well, love much, laugh often. When you thought these shores couldn't be run by any more mediocre white men, think again, BJ's at number 10. Graveyard missed Boris Johnson. I'm no gynecologist, but I know a cunt when I see one. Listen to his voice. Look at his tie. We're supposed to trust a guy who can make two plus two equals four sound like a lie. Live often, laugh much, love well. TFL, FML, sometimes London can be hell. In every hackney back alley dwell urban pharmaceutical entrepreneurs or drug dealers generously working nights to sprinkle our lives with laxative lace delights a memory lane stained with lipstick and cocaine london is a song i wish i could hear for the very first time again a fuckboy uber pulls to a booty call so mashed on coke having sex tonight will be like playing snooker with a rope live well love often laugh much hunched over in a phone coma adequate says my online dating hygiene rating but my love life is pitiful i may look like jesus but i can't work miracles trapped in that data sapping dating app nothing's going as planned i'm just another phallus in tinderland dank social will make a vegetable of us all an instagram queen drained of self-esteem looks at her cracked iphone screen and screams how twisted is this place where photos of my ass get more likes than photos of my face Live, laugh, love. My mates back on the Isle of Wight have kids, a home and a brand new wife while I'm up here. Gurned on cocaine and slightly hyper. Why do I feel the need to entertain every Uber driver? Just around here, mate. It's fine. Cheers. Live, love, laugh if you dare. Lost my virginity. Now I can't find it anywhere. Stuck in a nightmare house share. I'm clugging a plug hole of someone else's pubic hair. This town is dragging me down. It's not even funny. But the joke's on you, London, because I love love not having any money. Ten years waltzing with my overdraft. Car sick, yet still parked. Go all the way or don't even start. My mum said, you might find the love of your life at one of these poetry nights, but my sweet old ma was talking shite. Hurtling into my thirties, it's fight or flight. Still, as bleak as things get, I am never, ever, ever going back to the fucking Isle of Wight.
thank you for, for performing that final piece. I think uh, the best line in that is, I'm no gynaecologist, but I know a cunt when I see one. That's quite nice, isn't it? That's phenomenal. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I was going out on a limb to have a go at Boris Johnson. You know, I didn't know if people would be pro or anti that, but uh, it works quite well in a it life setting, it turns out. Does that, because um, the night that I saw you, that that's kind of a bit which everyone tells you to like, say, uh, say it again. Yeah, yeah it's quite an American thing, say it again. Yeah. But, um, but you... I've really enjoyed that, people asking me to say my line again. Because yeah. to be fair, with audiences, I mean, again, they've gone down quite well, some of my things. Never won an audience vote for anything. Not once have I won a slam or anything like that. So, uh... That's quite nice. Yeah. That means more for people to go, can you say that bit again? We quite enjoyed it. You know, you know the vote thing, right? Mm. I, have, I have a bit of theory on this and maybe uh, Is this it rigged? isn't true. Well, no, I just think um, things which are funny don't... Tend no, to they win. don't. Normally, normally something which is like uh, more poignant mm. wins because it... it and I don't really know why. Maybe... I think wants... it's... Yeah, no, you're right. I think the subject matter says a lot because it if really people does. are spilling their hearts about like... You know, it's great, but like a deceased relative or something, which is gorgeous. I'm not taking the pit. Do you know what I mean? I think that's it's a bit more, um, it's a bit more pathos and a bit more value to a lot of people. Whereas yeah. my thing going, oh, Boris Johnson's the right C-U-N-T, isn't he? <laughs> They're going to go, yeah, we like you, thanks, but uh, no, you, you, we don't want you to win. It is weird. No, it is weird. I, I, I like feel like the the things that type of win are often not the comedic ones. No, even though they're probably people's most memorable ones from the night. Often, mm. you always leave kind of. Remembering someone. Thank you for know. saying that. Yeah. No, no, I mean it's true. It's, it's yeah. You uh, certainly. <laughs> I can. I'll try and write a serious one. Right, that'll be my goal. <laughs> well, that actually was a question I have. Is do you? Yeah. Do do you ever write something that kind of uh, mm, is yeah. like that? Yeah, kind of. But uh, like I say, most of it I don't share with human beings. Mm. I write it and I go, that's quite nice. But I don't know, I always cram in some sort of levity in there just because that's how I am as a person. I think our poems, aren't they? They're quite an extension of us as human beings. Totally. Um, and yeah, I'm a little bit ludicrous, a little bit witty, a little bit dark, a little bit pathetic. And so are my poems. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's uh, it's certainly something that comes com- comes across when you like perform as your kind of persona. Mm. It's really like in your words, yeah. um, which isn't because often like uh, you kind of get someone perform and like their like persona isn't um, so vi- like visible on when they're kind of up on the mic. Yeah, and I think and I think with you, you kind of do you you emulate you resonate yourself uh, a lot and it kind of it was one of the reasons why I was like I want to get I, I want to get him on the show because. Uh, Thank you. I liked it, actually, when you said I do this podcast. And this was before I performed. I said, oh, come on it. And you were like, well, I'll just watch you first. (laughs) Just to make sure you're not absolute shite. (laughs) I like the thought of me doing it and then trying to look for you in the venue and you just scuttled off. Or you just pretend not to ever have a podcast. That would have been awkward, wouldn't it? It would have been quite awkward. I was prepared for it, though. If I hadn't hadn't liked it, I would have been like, yeah, no, great performance. That was good. It was good. I haven't really got any slots this year for you. (laughs) But, um, you know, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, um... So, yeah, thank you very much for performing all of the three pieces that we've heard today. Uh, my uh, final question is, what do you got planned for the future? So you mentioned potentially mm. that you're going to put together a book. I I've really got so much material. That. It is crazy. Yeah. Um, I just need to whittle it down and make some sort of uh, cohesive outlet out of it. We need to draw more pictures. Maybe I'll ask you to do the illustrations. <laughs> that is Based off the live drawing, yeah, you reckon I could do it, do you? I reckon so. Yeah. I mean, there's some sort of talent there, even if it is some sort of chaotic... 
non nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. So Abstract so tunnel. in yeah, so in terms of your poetry then, what mm. like with the book, are there ever like, maybe you want to do some videos? I don't know. What, what, yeah, I mean again, I think my stuff works better when you can actually see me uh mm. f- 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 like fumble about with my limp wrists and stuff and open chest. So yeah, I will be doing more videos. Um we're, I'm going to be doing a night actually uh in March. March third i believe it is um it's going to be at folklore on hackney road Mm -hmm. and it's going to be with my word of mouth london boys so check out word of mouth london it's a really really good poetry night um that we're just going to reinvigorate and do it in a hackney so uh, we're going to film that night so we're going to get you know a little i don't know a couple of interviews with poets and some live performances so Mm. i'll be there doing that is that the first night that you've run run yourself? It's going to be the first night that I've properly hosted, mm. yeah, and kind of run. So yeah, it kind of is actually. Yeah. I, like, I like feel like you'd make a pretty good host. Yeah, know. no, I've done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've done some hosting in the past, and it does quite, go quite well. Yeah. It's just to be at the center of everything. Do yeah. you know what I mean, um, I'm doing a night next. Uh, in fact, on Valentine's Day, Hello. which is when is that? A few weeks. Four, yeah, what's on the it's irrelevant to me because I'm just you know, like I say, a faded single man, <laughs> loss of love. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be doing a night there. Well, performing there. Uh, um, Pickle Factory. Pickle Factory. Do you know where that is? No, it's I just don't. off Cambridge Heath Road, I believe. Okay. Uh, it's very close to my house, so it's quite useful. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, I'll post some stuff on my little Instagram page, which is Jamie K Merrick. By Give it way. a follow. Um, my DMs are open. Are there to be slid into? So uh, feel free. <laughs> wide, wide open to be slid into. Is They're wide open to be yes. slid into. Yeah. Often they are. Well, yeah. Do you like get people slide into your DMs? It has happened, yeah. Does it? There's a lot of DM sliding, actually. Yeah. If, like, I do a nice night. Oh, yeah, it happens. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I've made a lot of lovely connections via Facebook Messenger and Instagram. (laughs) Tinder is dead. Tinder is dead. Tinder is dead. Well, look, I've enjoyed this conversation so much. Um, You, yeah, you have a way with words which is, like, really powerful and you just paint pictures of as you kind of said this dreary bleakness but in such a beautiful way um and it's lovely to hear like it's just yeah it's really great so yeah thank you so much for coming on and uh sitting on my bedside table and uh recording an episode of word spoken with me it's been an absolute joy um i've really enjoyed it and yeah so remind people again where they can follow you because we've got to get the followers up oh right it's literally just follow me on instagram just do it jamie k merrick you'll get to see me flailing around Mm. there's gorgeous selfies on there no filter and um, yeah, we'll just have some fun. Like I say, the DMs are there. The DMs are there. Well, look, on that note, we're going to wrap up and say thank you very much for listening. Um, and thank you very much, Jamie, for coming on to the show. Um, I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, thank you very much. And we will see everyone next week. Hear everyone next week. People tune in next week. That's one of them. A new episode out every Monday. You know the format. Gorgeous. Uh, thank you. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Bye-bye.